Hello and welcome everybody to the Focus and Shine Out broadcast. Uh, my name is Alan Beesberg. I am your host. That's my messy office behind me. This is me not wearing any makeup. There is no special lighting. It is what it is. We just wanted to show you the reality of how things are. And uh, on our first uh, inaugural broadcast, I wanted to bring on a uh, friend of mine, Cyrus Webb. And the reason why I wanted to bring Cyrus on uh, is because we're all about kind of marrying inspiration with action. And Cyrus is a person who I know that does that every single day. You know, when people wake up and they grab a cup of coffee and that's their boost to go uh, and get the day going. For me, it's logging out to Facebook or Instagram and every single day I see Cyrus's video inspiring people to do what they can to become better. And uh, it's, it's a really refreshing uh, thing to wake up to as opposed to the news or everything else that's happening around the globe. Uh, it's Cyrus. So with that ado, Cyrus, thank you so much for being our first guest. We appreciate it. Look, the pleasure is definitely on mine, Alan. Thank you so much for the invitation and for all the great work that you're doing to inspire people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so back to the, again, inspiration with action. Uh, what I really get inspired by and uh, coming to what it is that you're doing is where you came from. <clears throat> because you, you've mentioned to me a few times in conversations that you're just a black boy from Mississippi and yeah, yeah. Um, you, you didn't get a college uh, degree. And yet you've been doing this. And actually, I think we need to let people know what this is. So I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll let you uh, kind of speak to what it is that you do and then we'll circle back to my question. So uh, for people who do not know you yet, what is it that you do? You know, that is one of the hardest questions. I always get this question. And it's, so yeah. this is, I will give you the answer that I have kind of come up with, uh, okay. is that I run a multimedia brand mm -hmm. uh, called Conversations, which consists of a radio and television show, a magazine, as well as a web series. And so uh, broadcasting is kind of the field, but inspiration definitely is the motivating force behind it all. Yeah, it's true. And uh, so... What inspired you to start? Because you've been doing this, uh, unless I'm mistaken, for at least a, a decade, I think maybe a little yeah. longer. When did you yeah. get started with it? Yeah, radio, I started, Ellen, in 2003. Uh, so, yeah, so we're coming up on 17 years yep. this year, July. Uh, the magazine actually turns 14. All my kids are growing up. So my oldest is 70 <laughs> with the radio show. My magazine and my book club turned 14 this year. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, an amazing journey. And like you said, I am, I consider myself just a little country black boy from Mississippi. But I think because I have lived such an intentional life mm -hmm. uh, and realized quite early on uh, you know, that I was born with a purpose, that I had something to share, that that is really what has helped me to, uh, to push forward. And how did you know? How did you know that that was your purpose? What uh, drove you to that understanding? Yeah, that is a, that's an interesting question because for myself, I have always been told what I was capable of. I mean, my, my name itself means the shining one, the anointed one. And I grew up, and like a lot of people who, go, who were told what they couldn't do, people told me all the time what I could become. I honestly, Alan, didn't believe it, which is what led me to three suicide attempts. I thought that I didn't see myself as being extraordinary. I didn't see myself, I mean, I was good in school. I was smart, but I didn't see myself as being, you know, the greatest looking or the best whatever. I've always been kind of dorky. And so it, it took my actually getting to being 20 years old, committing, trying to commit suicide uh, the third time that made me realize that, you know what? I must be here for something <laughs> because the suicide thing, it was, that was not good. That was not, 
you know, evidently the way I was supposed to go out. And so that helped me to reevaluate why I didn't believe it. And it's because of just the way I personally saw myself. But I started kind of realizing that I believe God put me here for a reason, that I had something to share, like what I just shared here, that, you know, life has purpose, your life matters. And, and that's now what helps me each and every day to wake up with that in mind that I woke up. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So since I woke up, what am I going to do with it with the gift? And that's how I now look at life as a gift. Well, um, I did not know about uh, that part of your story, even though oh, we've really? known each other for a while. I had no idea. Wow. So wow. Uh, thank you for sharing. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, can we dive into that for a second? Because sure. I wanted to, uh, to follow up on it. So you said that you had three attempts. Uh, yeah. Thank God none of them worked. I'm very thankful for that part. Um, and I'm happy that that helped you kind of uh, discover your life purpose. But why were you attempting to end your life? Yeah, and that's a, that's an interesting part of my story. Now that when I started sharing the story, which ironically, Alan, is what led me to doing radio. I was doing a speaking engagement, okay. sharing my story, and someone in the audience owned a radio station, and that's how they that's how my radio career actually started. But it was really not seeing value in myself. It wasn't. I never was bullied uh, growing up. I wasn't ever. I didn't go through abuse or anything like that. I mean, no one was telling me what I couldn't do except from myself. And I just looked, ironically, now this is why I'm so adamant about telling people it doesn't matter where you're from and what you look like, because I looked at myself and didn't see anything special. And yet everyone was telling me I was special. And I didn't want to, I honestly did not want to let anyone down. And I thought it would be better if I just wasn't here. And that's, that's, that was my situation. Now, I understand for a lot of people, you know, they attempt suicide because of a trauma that happened in their life, maybe, or something. But my depression and my darkness came from not seeing the light that was within myself. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, and it's interesting because since I, was, uh, since I was a little kid, people always told me, you are meant for these amazing and great things. And I kept searching and it kept driving me and it kept being very frustrating because I didn't know what that meant. And uh, as a matter of fact, when I went uh, just a few years ago with my family to see uh, the name of the show escapes me right now, I'll I'll, uh, plug it in. It's a Broadway uh, show uh, about a person who was meant uh, to do a lot. And then it drove him crazy and it uh, drove him to almost commit suicide uh, Mm -hmm. because he never got to that point. And he thought, well, maybe you know, the way to, uh, to, you know, get that, uh, you know, fame and glory is by ending it all. So I, I understand that, uh, that sentiment in a way, uh, because again, I, I didn't have abuse. I didn't have any issues like that, but yet I was looking for that greatness that I was told that I have that I did not necessarily see within. So right. I, I get that. Um, uh, certainly back to, to something that you said earlier, you know, you said you were a dorky looking. I think dorky looking is a cool thing. So I, I'll disagree with you on that. Well, I, now, now I do too. I embrace it. I embrace my nerdiness. <laughs> so it, hey, because it does, you know, in a, in, especially in my field, in my industry, it helps me stand out, you know? I mean, I, and that, that is, again, that's it. I've started to embrace me and that really is where things took off for me. That's it. Right. So embrace, uh, embrace yourself, which, Again, it comes back to the strength. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you is there are a lot of naysayers out there, right? As I'm embarking on this uh, you know, uh, podcast, as I'm embarking on my clothing company, as I'm embarking on trying to figure out how to do my you know, IT consulting business while also have enough time to be an actor. 
people uh, from all over saying, yeah, that's not going to happen. It doesn't work yeah, for anybody. Yeah. Thankfully, I know myself enough and what I have right. accomplished uh, that I don't pay attention to it and I know that I can. But, you know, where you were coming from, uh, deciding to start this part of your journey, I'm sure you had lots of people who were telling you, what are you doing? You know, get a normal job. This is not going to work out for you. How did you tackle that? Yeah, you know, this is where the suicide attempts helped me with that, Alan. I'm so glad you asked that because I had, because of that, what I had dealt with internally, Yeah. nothing anyone else said mattered to me. <laughs> so I'm like, if I, if I can overcome stabbing myself, slitting my wrist, if I can overcome that, yeah. your words don't mean anything to me. So I would have people, even in my own family, who didn't understand what I was doing, but they knew me at that point well enough to know mm -hmm. that, okay, he's, he's going to make this work somehow. And, you know, I, I was very fortunate and I, and I say fortunate and are blessed, Alan, because I have, when I embarked on this, um, it, again, now going on 14 years uh, for the magazine, but 17 years ago, I had a full-time job. I had a company vehicle. I had a, you know, a, I lived on property. I was a hotel manager. I, I lived on property. So I gave up a lot mm -hmm. to pursue this, but I never have had to look back. I mean, literally the year I, I was three years into the radio and broadcasting where I said to myself, I have to quit my job because it was growing so quickly Mm -hmm. And the word was spreading. I was invited to go out to other states and speak. And I made that leap of faith to leave all of that and just basically to start over, really. And I've never, you know, had to look back. But again, I've been willing to do the sacrifices. I'm a single guy, which means I've been okay with the fact that, okay, you're not going to eat out every day. You know, you're not going to do what a lot of people, just because they have a few extra dollars, will do because you have a business to run. You have a business to grow. So, you know, I, I didn't, people came around and even at this point today, I know there are people probably even still today, 70 years later that might say something, but the proof is there that, you know, what I have been able to build has grown and expanded mm -hmm. honestly in ways that I couldn't have imagined. So I don't, I don't pay any attention. It's, it's amazing as well. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that, that you didn't just take the leap and say, okay, well, whatever I have, whatever my job is, bye-bye, I'm going to start this. Whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. So yeah. thank you for, uh, for sharing that because some people think that they just have to drop everything and do it. And yeah. now I tried that myself, uh, even though I had some, uh, some kind of uh, backing in order to do it. And it was not a good way to go. I, I don't recommend that. I recommend a smoother transition. Uh, yeah. try it, um, you know, and make it happen. Uh, use things as a bridge to help uh, get you to the other side. But yeah. what made you take that leap finally? I know that you said after three years, you know, things were starting to spread. But at that time, I'm sure that, you know, uh, the monetary, you know, differences were, were substantial. What made you actually say, no, I'm not going to do both anymore. I will just do this. Well, honestly, Alan, it's because of the way I'm made up. I did not want to be disrespectful to the job that I had. Cool. I valued my employer enough. Um, and then, like I said, I was a the youngest general manager in the state of Mississippi at that point. And I did not want to do anything that would diminish my reputation in that industry. And so I gave a three-month notice. So I really, in that way, I gave a three-month notice because I had plans to make. Again, I had nowhere to live. <laughs> I mean, I lived here. I didn't have my own vehicle at that point. 
So there's a lot I had to think about. Insurance, yeah. I didn't have that, you know, on my own. So I had plans to make. And so I said to myself, you know what? I have a house in the country, you know, that I'll come out, you know, and it just worked out that my grandmother and I ended up living together because she at that time needed some help. So things worked out the way they were, they needed to work out to make it easier for me, but also to make my why even stronger because I realized this wasn't just about me. At this point, people were looking at me and I wanted to make sure that I showed them a path. Now I can honestly say, and, and I tell people even today, I've been doing this now for a while, I've not had to work another job since I started independently. However, if something came up at this point mm -hmm. and I said, you know what, I may need to take a part-time job to supplement this until I'm, I would have no, no ego and, and feel no pride in doing that because I know why I'm doing it. And I tell people all the time, just like you were saying, Ellen, you know, sure, not everyone can do what I do. But I, again, I had very little depending on me other than a cat, Travis, uh, at the time. <laughs> so, so I had very little responsibility, right? So I could take risk that other people may not can take. They may have families or other responsibilities there. I didn't have a lot of debt. So that also helped me out. So, I mean, there things were aligned and also, but I'm a very disciplined person. Yes, you so are. Just because I have $10, I'm not going to spend $10. Mm -hmm. You know, I realized that I had to be very thoughtful because, again, yes, it was just me, but it also was a brand that I was trying to build. Yeah, thank you. And um, uh, that's that's very true. I, I know you to be a very disciplined person because when you were, you were in Chicago last year doing interviews, uh, the man doesn't have lunch. He just keeps going and going <laughs> and going and going. Yeah. So that's, that's the type of uh, guy that you are. Um, it's, it's good to know. And uh, uh, circling back to something that you've mentioned of if things, and you're doing, uh, you're doing very well, but if things happen where you had to do some uh, uh, additional gigs uh, to keep things going, you would have no ego and you would have no problem doing right. it. That takes a lot of guts. Um, I remember you know, when I had to go back to you know, work, so to speak, after I had my you know, midlife uh, uh, event where I didn't work for you know, four years on a full-time basis, and then I had to come back to IT, that was a very traumatic moment for me because it was a moment where I felt like I failed and I had to crawl back to what, uh, what it was. I worked through it and I understood and I'm never going to have to worry about that again because yeah. I am not at that place. But it's good that you're at the uh, place emotionally and psychologically to allow yourself to know, hey, this is what life is. And if I have to uh, take steps, I will and I'm okay with that. That's a very important point. And again, it's combining inspiration with action because you can't just function on inspiration. You have to be able to work in the uh, constructs that are coming up for your, uh, for your life and things to change. So I'm glad you, you said that. Um, if I could just add one thing to that, if you don't mind. The, the other side of that too, and let me tell you why I'm so, that's why I said even to you before we begin, there's nothing that's off limit for me at this point because I realize that I have a platform that can help people. And I never want, especially men, you know, who are, who, you know, have, or, you know, the head of their household. And, and if they have to do something, I never want them to think like what you're saying that they failed. Actually, they're just being responsible. Yes. You know, that to me is what that is. That's just being responsible. It's realizing I'm not letting go of the dream. Now I do have a problem with people who let the dream go yes. to do something else. Mm -hmm. Because that to me makes me question, is that, is that really your passion? What I do is literally my passion. It wakes me up in the morning. 
I'm tired at night, but I'm so satisfied. It is just truly what I love. I couldn't see just saying, I'm not going to do this anymore because this happened. That's just not in me to do. But I think that's the thing. If you have to do something to supplement, that to me is just being responsible. And it's, it's, uh, it's letting the other people watching you know that, yes, he believes in this, but he also knows he has this responsibility. He's going to take care of that regardless of what's happening with the other thing. It's true. And uh, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm an immigrant. You know, I came here at 14. My dad was a well-known engineer in Ukraine and he was uh, cutting bread at night and washing dishes. You know, you do things that you have to do in order to move forward. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, coming back and one more, uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, money since, uh, since we mentioned it, a lot of people in your line of work don't make any money at all. <clears throat> they, uh, they have their shows, they don't make anything, and many of them quit because while it's fun and fulfilling, it's not something that uh, was uh, supportable. Uh, yeah. In your case, and uh, it's none of my business, nor is anybody else, what you're making, but you're able to uh, create different income sources in order to do this full time and make as, you know, enough money for yourself to continue doing it. Uh, yeah. There were, I'm sure, very few people that you were looking at that already had that set up or were there. You know, did you have somebody that you looked up to and said, okay, it's possible? Or did you say, no, well, this is what I'm doing. I need to figure out how to keep this going. And then you came up with the different sources that you were utilizing. You know, I get to tell you something I don't think you know, Alan. Um, okay. The person who I model conversation mm -hmm. media group, my brand after, it's not the person that people in Mississippi think, which people automatically think Oprah because her being from Mississippi and all of that. It's yeah. actually Martha Stewart. Okay. I, I read Martha Stewart's book, Martha Rules. Ironically, the year I left my job, the book came out. Mm -hmm. She had been released from prison, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, people had said she was through. She wrote that book that became an instant New York Times bestseller. And the Martha Rules is what I constructed my brand on. Okay. And one of the things that she talked about in that was how she she acted with the end goal in mind. People call her calculating. People call me calculating too, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but it's she she did everything intentionally. And so just like with her going into television, she knew the way she wanted to mold it, where that she actually came out the biggest beneficiary because she was basically in control of her own advertising. She mm -hmm. took advertising from her magazine and her radio program that she had garnered because of her relationship with Kmart and leveraged that to pour into her TV show. And honestly, I did the same thing. When I started in, in, in 2006, at that point, I had been doing radio for three years. Mm -hmm. Businesses were coming to me to advertise, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started having advertising on the radio show when I was just on the radio dial here in Mississippi in mm -hmm. 2000. That started in 2003. In 2004, one year into this, mm -hmm. our ABC affiliate came to me and said, we'd like to offer you a weekly show that you get to own. So nice. what did I do? I went to my radio advertisers mm -hmm. and told them, hey, I'm going to television. You can put an ad into my television show. So mm -hmm. yeah, so by the time I left my job, I was already making money from it, which is probably another reason why yeah. You know, I was okay with walking away because I knew I had something already. Mm -hmm. But what I intensified two years after that in 2006 is when I started the magazine. 
And that brought everything together. My radio and television audiences were able to advertise in my magazine. And that is what helped to sustain me. And today, my radio show, I mean, is probably 60% of my income that I'm able to have. However, I, the radio show has grown from just being here in Mississippi. I'm still ironically on the radio here in Mississippi, but I'm now on 13 other platforms as well, which means 13 other avenues of income from doing that one thing of radio. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I did not know that either, but that's, uh, that's very good. And it's not about being calculating. Calculating has a negative uh, connotation because people think that the person is only singularly focused on themselves. Uh, this is not being calculating. This is being intelligent. This is having a plan. And then again, putting action towards it. So nothing, nothing wrong with that. I certainly don't view it as a negative uh, in, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, getting to your, uh, to your interviews, you've done quite a few. Let's, uh, let's tell the, uh, the viewers how many interviews have actually conducted between your radio and other platforms. I've done, well, well that is, that's an interesting thing too. I've done 9,000 on the radio now. I've done 400 in person for my web series and television shows. So those are actually separate. So yeah, yeah so it's, it's a crazy amount of people. Yeah. Um, I, I tell people the thing that keeps me inspired, and I'm so glad that my messages inspire others. I'm inspired by other people. I love the idea that I have a platform that's able to shine a light. Yes, a lot of it is celebrity driven at this point, but I love being able to share, like we did an exclusive interview, Alan, uh, with a, a up and coming model in Nigeria who found me on Facebook, gave him his very first radio and magazine feature. Uh, his name is Josh St. Saint, uh, Akano. And I mean, just being able to do that, knowing what that means to him and to see how his family responded to that, that, that gives me so much joy. So yeah, it's a lot of people, but it's also a lot of, Montel Williams gave me a shout out recently. He talked about the amount of lives I've touched. And that's how I kind of think about it more, the amount of lives and the number, because it really makes me know that I'm trying again to, to walk in my purpose. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's, it's a tremendous number of people, of course, but um, it's who's listening to it, right? And who's affected yeah. by it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the part that makes uh, sense. And I think some people, you know, try to, uh, to worry about the numbers. How many listeners do I have? How many downloads I have? All of right. that is good, but all you need is one person that you affected. And if you affected yeah. them in a positive uh, way, that is going to ripple out to uh, everybody else. And you never know what you have done just by saying something. Uh, so this is a, it's an interesting question for me. Uh, it may not be something that you're able to answer, uh, but give it, give it a try. What uh, was your favorite uh, interview in all of this time? It is hard. I mean, there are some that stick with me because of the fact that these are people who, you know, for myself, Alan, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm really big on nostalgia. Okay. So I grew up as a, and as an avid, proud nerd, reading a lot. So I think one of the biggest interviews from me is someone who's now also become a friend. I grew up in the age of V.C. Andrews. People know Flowers in the Attic, um, okay. the book when it came out. The author, Virginia C. Andrews, uh, she died um, after her, I think it's her fifth or sixth book was published. Her family started working with a ghostwriter. The ghostwriter is Andrew Niderman, who wrote The Devil's Advocate, the movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And Al Pacino. So, so he gave me my shot. Now, here I was really, I mean, he didn't know me. I wrote a letter. This is how long ago this was. I wrote a letter to him 
talking about how much I was impacted by those books, the B.C. Andrews books, as well as his own work. Uh, that then led to an email exchange. And now every new book, he comes on my radio show. That's wonderful. And just that, and he actually posted a picture. This is one of the things that gets me, holding my magazine. He had gotten my magazine wow. and it posted a picture with it. That to me, those kind of moments really mean a lot because it's not only someone who I respect, but who also respects what I'm doing. So that's definitely one of my favorite. Also, I have to mention this, if you don't mind, Alan. Another big one for me was Lisa Gibbons. I mean, I have watched her on television as a media personality, what she's done. She bought my first book, didn't ask me for a copy, bought it on Amazon, posted a picture on all her social media, and helped my first book become an Amazon bestseller. I mean, just because of how she felt about my work and her respect for me, things like that, I mean, are, it's, it's really, it really mind-blogging. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Um, what inspires you to keep going? Because uh, I know you have uh, a lot of things coming up. I'm not sure what I'm able to share and what I shouldn't be talking about, but you have a lot of exciting things that are happening right now. What keeps you going? You know, the fact that, I mean, that there's so much to do. And I'm not one of these people who believe that the world is perfect. I know the world's not perfect. I don't think all people are good because we know that unfortunately that is not the case. Yeah. I also don't think I'm Superman, but what I, what I, what keeps me going honestly is knowing that, like I mentioned earlier, that as long as I'm here, I can do something. And I, I like to go to bed every day, believing that I did the best I could that day. I one of the hardest things for me to get over after the last suicide attempt when I was 20 is not judging myself by the day before. And I think that's really what stops a lot of people. You know, I, I say to people all the time, we don't need anyone else talking about us because sometimes we're our own negativity. Mm -hmm. And we will say, well, no one's ever come from where I've come from and made it. Or, you know, I tried this five years ago and this didn't work, so I might as well just give up on it. But the fact that I'm still here, that to me is what motivates me and inspires me. Good. Well, I'm inspired by you. Uh, I still am. I have... Uh been since you know the the time when we met and uh i was lucky enough to be on your uh, radio show when i was promoting my book and out of everybody that uh, that i've interviewed with i said okay this guy actually knows what he's doing and that's the reason why why i i kind of uh, made a mental note of it and then you and i uh you know had started our relationship after that so thank you for inspiring everybody you know here's one guy that you've definitely inspired because of you, I opened up uh, you know, this uh, podcast. Because of you, uh, or with your help, I opened up the clothing line that you know, I'm wearing and you are uh, wearing uh, when you have your show. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking your time. I know how busy you are. And um, it's, it's a really special thing that you're doing. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you so much for the way you use your platform, Alan. I mean, I have been a fan of yours since I read your first book. And I know there's going to be more to come with that, but just the work you've been able to do. And I love the fact, one of the things that you said in our, our last interview together that I, I still replay in my mind, and you probably remember saying this, is, is, is the fact, and you even mentioned here about being an actor, that if you, you know, if you are acting, you are an actor. And don't let anyone tell you you're just background or you're just this or that. You are this and to embrace that. And that's really what I hope everyone gets out of this conversation with the two of us, that who you are, who you're meant to be, who you want to be 
embrace that and use that to be able to push forward. Because if you do and don't give up, you'll be able to find like-minded individuals. Like Alan and I have been able to stay connected and mm -hmm. others. So you'll be able to find that tribe that will keep you motivated and keep you inspired along the way. Perfect. Thank you, Cyrus. Have a wonderful day. And I look forward to all the new and cool things and exciting things that are about to happen for you. Everybody, please follow Cyrus. We'll include all of the links uh, in uh, YouTube and on iTunes. Stay tuned. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll talk to you very soon. Take care.